painting to photography, from beadwork to woodworking. KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University presents Artbeat. Artbeat highlights the work and accomplishments of local artists from in and around Winona. Support for Artbeat is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. On today's Artbeat, we go once again to the Frozen River Film Festival to talk to director-animator Robert Jersak. Two of Robert's films were included in the festival this year. The first, Kidtasia, is an animated short using only music that Robert's daughter had made on his tablet. The second film, Big Women, is a fun play on the themes of the book Little Women. We talked to Robert about his inspiration for these films, as well as the themes and his artistic process. I'm Bill Stoneberg with filmmaker Robert Jersak on today's Art Beat. I'm here with Robert Jersak, and uh, he is the director of two animated shorts that are being shown at uh, Frozen River Film Festival. Uh, one is Kid Tasia, A Fantasy in Five Beats, and the other one is called Big Women. How are you doing today, Robert? I'm doing very well, thanks. Great. Well, thanks for being on the show today. Really appreciate oh, it's it. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Um, I just want to talk about Kid Tasia a little bit first. Uh, without giving away too much, uh, what is the film about? Yeah, it's... So it's basically, um, if you've seen Fantasia, that's how I grew up, as, as that was one of the, mm-hmm. the animated films I, I so admired, um, it was a way to, to honor um, motion animation and music. But coming from the, the corner of my life that I could, coming from hearing my, my daughter basically play around in GarageBand, so when I, when I heard the tracks that she was leaving behind, I, I decided to put some animation to it. Cool. So, uh, yeah, and I read about that, that it was uh, your daughter playing on your tablet. Uh, you yeah. know, when I first read that, I was thinking some, you know, like rudimentary beats, but they're quite complex and good. Uh, do you maybe have a budding musician on your hands there? Or? <laughs> yeah, so I, I will say that GarageBand does a wonderful job of kind of introducing uh, young musicians to chords. And, and so, you know, watching her play with uh, with that was a lot of fun. So she she's learning and, and, and things like that, but it uh, GarageBand also helps helps somebody get started right away. Cool, uh, yeah, it was very neat. I really liked it, and I like the uh, aspect that you used several different animation styles throughout. You know, like you used a little stop motion and digital yeah. drawing. How did you go about deciding which style of animation you use for each uh, segment? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. It's a it's a weird kind of playful process where you you listen to something and you kind of imagine what shows up in your head and then you get a sense of texture to it. Uh, I don't have quite the exact words to put to it, but something just kind of clicked or, or seemed right in each piece. And over time, I kept little files of things, either sequences of photographs that I've taken of her, um, you know, toys that I've noticed that she's played with or photographed uh, a lot. So mm-hmm. uh, those things were in my mind when I'd hear her music. Cool. Yeah, and, and the one of them, the first segment, um, it uh, switches between an animated shadow and then like a 2D silhouette. Yeah. How did you make that silhouette? Was it made from the shadow, or what did you do to make that? Yeah, so what I did was take the sequence of photographs and then go on my tablet, and I use a, an app called Sketches, and then I just would, would draw what I was seeing. So it's a very rough outline, right? They don't match up perfectly, mm-hmm. but it helped me get a sense of what might be almost the, the kind of inner spirit of her dancing at the time. Cool. Yeah, it was. I thought it was really neat, you know, switching between the two. It had a really cool effect. Well, thank you. Um, what inspired you to, to make the shadow? You know, how did that connect with the beat for you? Yeah, it's just, it, it was fun. I mean, first of all, it was a community dance environment where the first photographs came. And, and I often find that 
you know, what my daughter's doing is compelling enough not to just take a still image of, but to try and do a sequence of, because you lose so much of the action in life of children mm-hmm. in a still photograph. Um, so I had these still photos, and I thought, it's, you know, the colors externally outside her were interesting, but the colors were inside of her that would play interestingly as well, particularly against the black backdrop. So it just seemed like the, the idea of, you know, the, the, the moment kind of getting inside of her as well seemed compelling to me. Cool. Now, do you see, um, like you were talking about envisioning, you know, like a texture and things that happen in your head when you hear the beat, um, do you see color as well that associate with the beats? Yeah, in a way, color, and I, there's certainly people who know how to speak to this better than I do, but color begins to convey some kind of tone, mm-hmm. right? So so in a way, there's a beautiful uh, interplay with with music. It, I've heard animators talk about music being the, like the breath of an animated film, right? And so then along with that breath comes this, this tone that color can really give, and it's, yeah, it's fun to play with. Cool. Um, and then there's also a segment I really liked with the, like you mentioned toys before, and it's got the little uh, cowboy guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's kind of on the hunt, but he's also kind of being hunted, it seems like. Um, That's right. I really enjoyed that. And uh, there was this, a, a little piece of that where uh, I believe the, the creature whatever it is that's hunting him it turns into a cowboy and there's a little effect there it's like like a poof of smoke or something how did you do that mm-hmm. yeah it's a cotton ball oh cool um, torn off into little pieces and then you know add a little bit more cotton in the next frame and, and take a little, little away when the trend when the uh, transition is done cool i'm always amazed at uh stop motion animation and how things are done that way it's it really uh I don't know. It's really neat to me. Um, oh, it's magic. I learned I learned from so many folks. If you ever see uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, you can see the beautiful flames that come up in that film. Those are all mm-hmm. done with uh, thinly cut um, shavings of soap, of, of clear glycerin soap. Really? Yeah. So it's, I love hearing oh, wow. what other artists are doing with that yet. Cool. Cool. What, uh, what got you into animation and uh, doing the stop motion specifically? Something, you know, I don't know if it was my dad that recommended it or if I had seen it. We were walking through Uptown. My dad would sometimes just take us to different places to walk around on Saturday mornings. And I saw a poster for the Tourney of Animation. And I think it was on the old Suburban World um, Theater in their window. And I, I think I I think I begged that I wanted to go to that. I can't remember if maybe he had seen it first and pointed it out, but when I, I went there and was introduced to what artists were doing around the world, it, it just really blew my mind as to what I thought film was. You, you see cartoons as a kid, right? And then all of a sudden you're seeing people use this this magical medium for so many different kinds of expression that from there I was hooked. Nice, nice. Um, and then the, the last segment, I really enjoyed that too. Um, in fact, the space, well, it's kind of a space invaders type thing almost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And your daughter's dressed in a spacesuit. Um, right. And I love the look of the spacesuit and the spaceship. I mean, um, I'm a big fan of 2001, so that red space oh, suit. Oh, good, kinda, good, good. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stood out to me. Um, were those just made from things you had laying around, or how did you come up with that look? Yeah, they, they were. So, um, you know, plastic recycling things end up making the, the cockpit. Uh-huh. And then that was photographed separately, and then you know the size of that was amped up. So she's really 
essentially on a on a color replacement screen. It wasn't a green screen. People probably heard of that. I didn't have a sadly I didn't have the money for a green screen, so I was using a, a painted wall okay. in the house as a backdrop. So that that cockpit backdrop is just the plastic kind of things that we that we had in the recycling bin wow. put together. Yeah, and then the, we I didn't make the suit. I think that was a Halloween costume that we had ordered. <laughs> it was funny because the day we, we shot it, it was so hot in the house, and we don't have central air conditioning. She was such a trooper doing <laughs> shot after shot in that suit, which I know she was <laughs> melting in at some point, but that's when I knew, like, oh, she's a good collaborator. She's, she's really game for this. Cool. And she's and she's part of both films. Does she figure into your uh, inspiration a lot then? Yeah, she she really does. She A child, and lots of people know this, but, but a child reintroduces you to a world that you forgot in some way. And so I find that I often want to make things that delight her, but I also am really eager to, to, to have my films kind of let me into her world too. Oh, cool. Yeah, I bet. Um, and speaking of her world, uh, how about Big Women? Uh, yeah. Can you explain a little bit of what that yeah. film is about? <laughs> yeah, in a way. I mean, in a time when we, in an era we live in where people are revisiting uh, classics, and, and trying to reimagine or reinterpret them, I think you know we had we'd gone somewhere, and my daughter had gotten these these paper doll cutouts, um, and she was cutting them out eagerly, and then we, she set them on the table. And at the time, we had had a small wooden little Victorian village on the table. I think we, it was quite in anticipation of, of a Christmas holiday. Okay. And when she set the dolls up next to that Victorian village, I thought, oh my goodness, that's kind of that's kind of fun, right? Like that's those are that's an attack of giant women, <laughs> and so uh, and so from there, um, I thought, well, that'd be interesting, and then I thought it'd be fun for her, since I'm I, I am nerdy, uh, and and often try to subject my daughter to classic Godzilla films and things like that, and she <laughs> often rolls her eyes at me that we might play off of that for for a reimagining of Little Women. Cool. <laughs> now, did that come out of a real situation? Did she really have to read Little Women, and that was your response to it? Or? <laughs> she did not. No, no. In <laughs> fact, she'd be eager like to, to to read that. That's one of her mom's favorite books. Oh, cool. Um, but no, I just I drafted out the script, and I, I asked her if she wanted to read that with me. She's she's usually a little bit more loving than she might sound. Um, <laughs> I, I think of it this way: her dialogue in that film is kind of a preview for what I'm ahead. For in, in two or three years, in the teenage years, I think. But. Oh boy, <laughs> it really worked well, though. You know, because it's like you can kind of feel her rolling her eyes, and yeah. you know, <laughs> and I, you know, personally, I found it quite funny. Um, is humor something that's a common thread in your work as well? Then, yeah, it. it you know, I, I'll say this too. If I, I listened to other animators and, and Bill Plimpton, if you've ever heard the name uh, Bill Plimpton, I, I read an interview with him and. Bill had talked about starting animation and trying to make films that had messages and, and trying these ambitious things. And he said, well, he realized ultimately that what the audience wanted was really a moment of, of relief and release and, and joy. Mm-hmm. And then if he could give people that, that might be where he'd gear his attention. So in a way, I, I try to keep that in mind a little bit, too, of, you know, can I give people a little moment that's, that's uh, funny or joyful? <laughs> cool, and I don't know if we mentioned this. It's it is Little Women, kind of combined with uh, Godzilla type yeah, right, movies, right. Um, which is quite funny. Um, and then there's like, you know, they shoot lasers out of their eyes, and explosions are happening with fire. How did you create that kind of stuff? Yeah, so that's um, the lasers are very thinly 
very thinly cut pieces of gloss paper that have had that, that were markered in different kind of neon colors. Their eyes are small beads that you might see when they begin to uh, enlarge. And then the fire is all done with uh, thin, thin cellophane wrapping in different colors. So it would be cut and crinkled. And it's what's lovely about that cellophane, too, is you can tighten it and crinkle it and, and cut it, and then you can shoot a frame of animation. And then the crinkling, of course, is going to widen and change a little bit. And when you photograph that again, it gives a flickering and moving sense, not unlike fire. So it was such a fun uh new kind of uh, medium to, to photograph and, and play with. Cool. It sounds like your style of animation is uh, pretty fun, using just things you find around the house even, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to keep my budget down. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and you said the cutouts were just from uh, something your daughter had picked up then? They were, yeah. The artist is Tom Tierney. I want to give uh, give him credit for that. But, yeah, he drew those uh, those dolls in that book. Cool. <laughs> so uh, what's up next for you? Can we expect some more uh, films in the future, future here? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hooked and, and so thankful that uh, there are festivals that, that have a chance to play these. So, yeah, I'm working on two pieces right now. I just, for the first time, had a, a voice actor in the Twin Cities come down and do some recording. Nice. And, uh, and next pieces are on their way. How about the uh, Frozen River Film Festival? How does it feel to be part of it? It is. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, I I had seen a poster of that from some years back when I was traveling uh, in the area. And, and you, you look at the kind of creative and wonderful things that people are doing and communities are hosting, and then to to get a wonderful invitation and email to, to have my films be considered and then taken into the festival was a real honor. So, uh, so I'm thrilled. I really am. And I hope everybody has a, has a blast there. I feel bad I couldn't make it down with the weather. But. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's understandable, understandable. Um, are you in, uh, are the films in any other uh, film festivals currently, or have they been? Yeah, not currently. I was uh, fortunate, so Min Animate is, is something that I kind of gear for every year. Um, that's in the Twin Cities that, that runs in September. So I, I usually try to structure my schedule to, to make sure a film is ready for Min Animate, if I can get into that. And then uh, St. Cloud uh, had a film festival, too, and then I had uh, Kitasia actually in that uh, this year, too. So. Cool. So, yeah, it's been really fun for an amateur in so many ways to, to begin to have places to, to screen films. Definitely, definitely. Have you won any awards with them yet? I've not, no. That would be great. I'd <laughs> let's see if I can get better, and we'll see what happens. Oh, well, I really enjoyed these two, so that kind of surprises me. <laughs> but... Uh, Maybe we'll see something from you in the future, winning some awards. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> cool. Um, if people want to view the films, like if they don't catch them at Frozen River or another festival, uh, where can they find your films? Is, are they online yeah, somewhere? They are. They are. Absolutely. So um, YouTube, uh, my creative channel is just called Blasco Films, B-L-A-S-K-O, Blasco Films. Um, Jursak is also my, my last name associated with those. Not, not too many of us around anymore so j-e-r-s-a-k um and yeah you can you can find both of those both of those films either on vimeo or on uh, youtube sounds good well i've been here with robert jersak he's uh the director of two animated short films that are shown at uh, the frozen river film festival one is called kitasia a fantasy in five beats and uh the other one is called big women thanks so much for being on the show today robert oh it's my pleasure thanks for having me Thanks again to director and animator Robert Jerzak for joining us today on Artbeat. 
To view Robert's films, search for Robert Jerzak on Vimeo. That's Jerzak spelled J-E-R-S-A-K. To stream today's show or any other episode of Artbeat, go to kqal.org and look for Program Archives under the Media tab. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and I've been talking to filmmaker Robert Jerzak on today's Artbeat. Artbeat is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us on the web at kqal.org. Is art an important part of your life? Tune into Artbeat Tuesdays at 12:30 right here on 89.5 KQAL. Artbeat is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.